Chapter 13 148 p.m. I can't begin to explain what the rainforest is like. To explain it, you'd have to be a poet and a scientist and a horror writer. All I can say is how it makes you feel. You feel small, tiny, alone, hopelessly weak, afraid. You feel heat and suffocating humidity. It's like there's not enough air. Every breath is like sucking air through a straw. You're breathing steam and perfume and the stink of dying, rotting things. The jungle is all around you. It presses against you on all sides. Wet leaves in your face, creepers that seem to reach up to trip you, sharp-edged stalks that cut you. And then there are the twin horrors. Bugs and thirst. Mosquitoes, gnats, big flies, and other flying insects I didn't even have names for followed us in swirling clouds. They descend and attack, then disappear for no reason, only to attack again later. If you stopped, even for a few seconds, you could find your foot covered with ants or centipedes or beetles or bugs that defied description. And it didn't help that we were shoeless. The heat sucked every ounce of moisture out of us, It was as bad as any desert. You'd think, with all the greenery, there would be water everywhere. But no, the actual ground under our feet was dry. All the water is captured in the plants. All the while, as we fought our way through the thickets of vines and ferns and bushes and gnats and flies and mosquitoes, we were followed by a serenade of cackles, groans, screams, yelps, insane animal giggles, clicking, scratching, and the occasional coughing roar as each new species comments on the idiocy of a bunch of suburban kids wandering around the rainforest. For all we knew, they were taking bets on how long the dumb humans would survive. We had pushed 200 yards deeper into the rainforest from the bugfighter when we heard an uproar behind us. Andalite! A Horkbajir voice bellowed. Andalite! They're after him! Tobias called down from above. Axe has six Horkbajir on his tail! You happy now, Jake? Axeman! Look out! Behind you! I bit my lip till I tasted my own blood. We have to morph and go back for him! Rachel said. Her eyes were blazing. I could have said no. I had reasons to say no. We were in an unknown place, facing lousy odds. Besides, of us all, Axe was the fastest and best able to escape. But Rachel would have just gone anyway. Just two of us go, I snapped. Me and you, Rachel. Marco and Cassie, stay back. Why are we staying back? Marco asked, outraged. Because we need backup, Marco, I said tersely. I don't know if he understood this or not. Rachel did. She started to morph. I was morphing into my tiger morph as fast as I could. Rachel was already well into her grizzly bear morph, massive shoulders and shaggy brown fur and long curved claws. The sound of dracon beams reached us. The animals up in the trees exploded in a fury of commentary. I could hear something large crashing around the brush, but I couldn't see anything. In the rainforest, you're lucky if you can see five feet in any direction. I'm ready, Rachel said. Wait for me, I told her. Catch up when you can, Rachel snapped. 
She lumbered away, back toward the bugfighter, a huge, rolling mass of heavy fur and muscle. I cursed her silently. My body was already covered with orange and black striped fur. I was on all fours. Long, yellow fangs grew in my mouth. Long, wicked nails grew where my fingernails had been. I felt the tiger's mind. I saw through the tiger's eyes. I felt the surge of power, the rush of the tiger's might. He was at home in a tropical forest. This was the kind of place he belonged. The tiger was lord of his own native turf. But of course, in the tiger's native jungles, there aren't hork and there's no Visser three. I leaped forward, following the path Rachel had plowed through the bushes. I caught up to her easily. I belonged in the jungle. The grizzly did not. Rachel was breathing hard. I can't see! Can't find them! Keep hearing noises, but they keep moving! I listened with my tiger's ears. I receded just a bit within the tiger mind and let the animal instincts guide me. The tiger knew how to follow sounds in the rainforest. Come on, Rachel, I said. I plunged forward, toward where I heard the loudest sounds crashing through the forest. But I soon realized Rachel couldn't keep up. I was really ticked off right then. At Rachel for being so impulsive. At Tobias for acting like I wanted to put Axe in danger. At the Yerks for causing all this. At the jungle itself. And worst of all, at me. I'd made mistakes. Too many mistakes. Now I had to choose. Stay with Rachel, or rush ahead and try to find Axe? Help came from the sky. Left about fifty feet, Jake, Tobias called down to me. I was mad at Tobias, but not so mad I would ignore him. I charged left, slinking swiftly through the brush. Jake, look out! There's one right! <laughs> the hork yelled triumphantly. He swung a bladed arm at me and sliced through the ferns and bushes like a lawnmower going through grass. His elbow blade missed me by inches. I felt the breeze from it. I knew what to do next. I fired the coiled muscles in my hind legs, and I flew. In midair, I extended my paws, each as wide as a frying pan. Out came my claws. And I roared. I swear, that sound actually silenced the monkeys and birds. I hit the hork He went down, swinging fast, but too slow. hork fast but when it comes to close-in work, slashing and parrying and applying the teeth, the tiger is faster and nastier. He slashed. I felt pain sear my right shoulder. I slashed and heard the hork cry out. His snake head jerked fast, aiming his forehead blades for my own face. I ducked and dove in, sinking my teeth into his neck. From somewhere, I heard the sound of a bear's pained roar. I heard crashing, thudding sounds. I pulled back, leaving the deadly, bladed, seven-foot-tall hork lying on the jungle floor, moaning in pain. I actually felt a moment of pity. The hork race has been enslaved by the Yerks. This hork warrior didn't ask to be here, bleeding from a dozen wounds in an alien jungle a billion miles from his home. But then, I didn't ask to be here either. I listened for sounds of axe. Nothing. I listened for hork Nothing. I listened for Rachel. Nothing. It was like they'd all just disappeared in the green. Green, everywhere I looked. Then, a sharp pain in my left paw. I looked at the hork but no, he hadn't moved. I realized I was falling over. Simply falling over. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw the snake slithering off. It was bright yellow, 
Demorph, I told myself. Demorph! But my head was swimming, and the green was closing in around me, burying me in green. A bird landed beside me. I could see that. Jake! Morph back, man! Morph back! I was trying. I was trying to remember what it was I was supposed to become. Then, flash! I was walking home from school, me and Marco. We were talking, wondering what Tobias wanted. Tobias's thought-speak voice was in our heads, saying, Flash! Tobias's voice, saying, That's it, Jake. Come on, man. Keep at it. I could see again. I could see my hands stretched out in front of me on the ground. They were half-human, half-tiger. Could I morph away from the poison? Would morphing get it out of my system? I should have asked Axe, I berated myself. But I was already learning the answer. As I became more human, I felt the poison weaken. Come on, Jake, come on, Tobias said. There's no time! What? What is it? More hork I asked him when I had a mouth again. No, it's Rachel. I felt my heart miss several beats. I climbed up, rickety from the quick change. I felt like throwing up. Maybe it was the poison. Maybe it was just too much happening at once. Where is she? I asked. Straight behind you. Maybe a hundred feet. Hurry! I'll go up and see what's happening. He flapped away, leaving me alone and barefoot and vulnerable in the rainforest. I found Rachel by following the damage she had done. Three hork lying unconscious or worse. I didn't have time to worry about them. Because that's when I saw Rachel. She was out cold, still in grizzly morph. She'd been cut up badly by hork blades. She was lying there on her side, bleeding. But that's not what made me want to scream. Her fur was alive. Alive with a million ants that were already ripping away a million tiny bites from her wounded flesh.